Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. That's $100,000, people. <laughs> That's $100,000 to storm the field that time because it was the second offense going back to 2014. So you don't forget about storming the field going back to that 2014 game against LSU. So Arkansas storms the field after an impressive 40-21 to victory over the Texas Longhorns. Maybe don't do that again. It was fun, but next time it's a quarter million dollars. So... Maybe maybe the last time you need to do that. We're going to talk about this Texas game. Of course, you guys probably saw my walk and talk and expressed a lot of the emotion and things of that nature out of that game. But we're going to talk about it a little bit more in depth today. We're also going to look ahead to Rice. Danny West is going to join us to talk about recruiting and recruit reaction. All that and more on Hog Sports Live. And before we get started, I want to remind you there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can always tune in on Facebook Live. Throw us that like if you haven't done so already. Also available on YouTube. Be sure to throw us a thumbs up there and follow both of those pages, of course, and uh, let other people know that uh, that you like the show and, and what they can expect. And if you got a, gra- a dad or a grandfather or something you think might like the show, then then help them tune in also. Also available on Apple Podcasts. Be sure to throw us a five-star review and let everybody know what you think of the show. Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast. If you like the content we do here on Hog Sports Live and elsewhere, our free content and stuff, check out our VIP membership for just $1 right now at hawgsports.com, or you can do 30% off your first year. If you want to find out a way to support this podcast, this show, then definitely sign up and see what we have behind the curtain for our VIP subscribers. Arkansas, number 20 Arkansas, AP poll number 20, 24 in the coaches, 18 in the ESPN FBI. The computers like Arkansas the most. Number 20 Arkansas beating Texas, 40 to 21. And you know what? I'm going to refrain from giving Texas fans a hard time because there were a few. There were a few that had some not-so-nice things to say. I told them. I tried to tell them last week, don't be predicting 42-10 to on here because it's not going to happen. They don't understand the SEC environment, especially when a team has leadership. Um, So I'm going to refrain from doing that because, on the whole, Texas fans were pretty solid. And 
that may irritate some Arkansas fans because I know everybody's supposed to hate Texas and stuff. But when I compare it to like Texas A&M or something, you know, I just have memories of going like doing Q&As on Texas A&M boards and they're just ruthless. And I didn't experience that with Texas fans. So um, kudos overall to Texas fans for, for taking it in stride. I mean, what else can you do? That was a whipping. And it was certainly unexpected by Texas fans. I did not think that Arkansas was going to lose the game necessarily, although I picked them to lose. Uh, I think they absolutely had a shot. You just you look at 13 penalties and stuff like that. And I've said before, behind the scenes, this coaching staff has felt for a long time they got a really good team. Okay, now – I was hesitant to just jump in on that just because of the way things were last week, you know. They, they just got off to a, such a slow start. But kudos to K.J. Jefferson. Um, you know, they don't give offensive MVP stuff. Uh, Sam Pittman doesn't do that. But I, K.J. Jefferson probably gets it from me. Cam Little, of course, would get uh, special teams. And um, you got to give it to Hayden Henry, 15 tackles. Fantastic job. That guy's playing incredible right now. Four running backs with 44 yards, five running backs. One, two, three, four, five, including K.J. Jefferson. Over 44 yards rushing. Nobody averaged less than 6.3 yards a carry. Kudos to the offensive line for that. Sam Pittman said after practice, or excuse me, after the press conference today, that it was really uh, Ricky Stromberg and the two tackles that stood out. Not that everybody didn't play well. Obviously, you got to have everybody clicking to put up 333 yards. But uh, Arkansas averaging 7.1 yards per carry against Texas, against that big old defensive front. And I got to say this, got to give credit where credit is just due, Steve Sarkeesian. That makes me question you a little bit because you get up there in a press conference and you say it was just, it was us making mistakes and stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, like, have you not been watching the podcast? How many times have we been saying that? This game is always about mistakes and paying for them. But it wasn't just about that because there was a lot of stuffing going on by Arkansas's defense. Arkansas's defense played frenetically. And it's no more evident than that first, I think it was a, maybe the second play um, where Bijan Robinson is running. He's running to the left. And Grant Morgan's coming through there like a missile. And plenty of players are on it. Plenty of players got it, right? But Joe Fouché is stinger splashing over a pile trying to get to the running back, jumping over a dude trying to get to the running back. If you go back and look at this on TV, there are nine Razorbacks in the frame. And the only reason there's not ten is because Grant Morgan shot through it and made it to the other side of the frame, making the first contact. And then Monteric Brown was off in coverage. And that's what we talked about. How many times we talk about that? You turn your TV on, you need to see Razorbacks just jumping over a pile because we talked about this too. How many times in 2018-19? He's got it pull up real quick he's got it and then breaks the tackle and then he's gone that's not how you play defense swarming to the pile that was a classic example right there I would show that if I were Sam Pittman to every team that comes through here this is what it's about now Arkansas has got to bottle it up against Georgia Southern and Georgia Southern's got a proud program but it hadn't been pretty <laughs> they just lost to FAU or they lose 38 to 6 to Florida Atlantic in Boca Raton Florida Atlanta's got a good program, but I know a lot of people um, in in uh, in Middle Georgia, South Georgia, who are big Georgia Southern fans, like just as big as they would be about any major college football team, and that's even going back to the old FCS days. Triple option, a lot different. They felt the need to spend a little bit of extra time on it in fall camp, which I think is a smart move because it's it's difficult 
pitch man? Who's got the pitch man? Who's got the quarterback? You know, who's got the fullback? It's a difficult – you don't see it very much. And that's one thing, you know, that I've kind of grown to dislike a little bit about football is we're all going to the same thing. Everybody's running the same offense. Where's the wishbone? Where's the flex bone? Where's the eye form? Where's the air raid? Oh, the air raid's there. But you know what I mean? Like, where's the diversity week to week in college football with these offenses? It's Everybody's running, hurry up, up-tempo, no spread, or no, no huddle uh, offense. Everybody's doing that now. And you just got, lack a little bit of diversity. And I used to love watching Nebraska play and the triple option all, you know, into the 90s and beyond, I guess maybe a little bit beyond that. But uh, I used to always like watching that. So – you got to bottle it up. I asked Sam Pittman, first press, first question at the press conference today was from me about, about you know, just the, the emotion, the energy of the Texas game. And then you look ahead, you got Texas A&M right after this. 2.30 CBS just picked up, just announced if you didn't hear, 2.30 CBS game. That's a great time slot. So, and uh, – uh, Haynes King is uh, is out, I believe, until October. So that's that's a big blow to them because he has a chance to be a really good quarterback. So anyway, how do you bottle it up? How do you keep the momentum going for this game this week against a program that you know most people expect you to just walk in and win? And you got to remember what Texas thought. I mean, I'm telling you guys, nobody from Texas thought Arkansas was going to win this game at all. Nobody gave them a chance. And they walk in the stadium and they think, hey, you guys got the wrong color jersey on. Y'all, y'all don't have the right jersey. This is the winning jersey. What are you doing? Didn't expect it. Didn't anticipate the environment. Hudson Carb was exactly what we thought he would be. A freshman. Guy's got a lot to upside, although they're, they're changing starting quarterbacks this week against Rice. That'll be an interesting game to see because Arkansas played Rice also. But uh, they're going with Casey Thompson, who came in during, you know, some prevent type of time and, and had some success. But uh, don't underestimate an SEC environment like Arkansas had last night. And I, I, that was a big talking point before this game because Texas goes to, you know, Iowa State, which is 60,000 or so. West Virginia was 60,000. But a lot of these stadiums, like, you know, TCU or Baylor and stuff, and I'm not saying those places don't get rowdy. I love the way uh, – Amanji Carter Stadium. Somebody might correct me on that. But I've been there to TCU. I want to go to Baylor because it looks like a really nice venue. But I've been to TCU. It's It's a rowdy environment. But there's no substituting that many people in an enclosed stadium like Arkansas has. And we have not seen it like that before because we haven't seen it packed when it's been enclosed. Loved it. It's a great, great, great game. That's a game, you know, Pittman's showing like 81 Texas games and, you know, the borderline erotic game and all this stuff to his players. This is a game down the road years from now, maybe some other coach will be showing his players about how to get up for Texas and how to play against them. It was start to finish. It was a butt kicking from the moment they got off the bus to the end. 333 rushing yards. Arkansas is ranked in the top 25 for the first time since 2016. We'll get into some of these housekeeping things here. Number 24 in coaches poll, 20 in the AP, 18 in the FBI. As I mentioned, first time since 2016. It's been five years since Arkansas has been ranked. I didn't know if they would for sure. I didn't know if they would rank them or not. 
Cam Little and Hayden Henry earn SEC weekly honors. Cam Little is the SEC freshman of the week after his four field goal performance, including a 44-yarder that snuck right in. Hayden Henry, 15 tackles, SEC defensive player of the week. Well-earned, well-deserved. Hayden Henry also was named the Walter Camp National Defensive Player of the Week. National. Congratulations to those guys. Depth chart was released today. Just a couple of changes. Warren Thompson, who had a couple catches on Saturday, uh, is now the number two spot behind Tyson Morris. Previously, they had Trey Knox. We saw Trey Knox lining up at tight end. He's been working at both spots. We saw him lined up at tight end, though, on Saturday. And then Zach Williams is now listed as the starter at left end when they go to a four-man front now that Dorian Gerald uh, is out after uh, suffering a leg injury. hate it for him. And we'll see on Grant Morgan just on the injury front. Doesn't look like Arkansas is in too bad a shape, but Grant Morgan did go down. It looked like maybe a knee. He's supposed to practice today, according to Sam Pittman, so we expect to see him out there. And then he's kind of day-to-day. We'll see how he goes. A lot of people saw they said they saw Sam, uh, uh, Grant Morgan after the game, and he looked fine, so that's good. You know, a funny story. I don't know if I've told this story on, on this show before. I told it on the Trusting the Process podcast, but my wife, who's, who was at the game Saturday, and she was, uh, she has this. Uh, there's this this lady that she knows that she met through mutual friends named Cindy Spencer, and. Uh, She's like, she's talking to me. This has been a few, about three years ago, two years ago. And she's talking to me about uh, Cindy Spencer's husband, how nice he is. And our daughter, Annabelle, she's like, you know, we're tailgating, you know, he's out there throwing the football with Annabelle. He's so sweet, so nice. And then she tell me again later about Cindy Spencer's husband this other time, how nice he is and how kind and sweet. And she's, you know, he's asking where I am. And she's like, well, you know, he's got to work. You know, he's real busy these game days and stuff. He's like, oh, yeah, I bet. She goes, it's really hard, you know. This time of year, uh, because, you know, Trey's not around as much because he's working so much, and we don't get to do, you know, all this stuff. He goes, yeah, I know that must be hard stuff. And I'm like, who is this? She's like, his name's Ken. I'm like, Ken Ken Spencer? And she goes, no, that's not his name. That's her name, um, Ken. And I, and I was like, uh, I just kept asking her something, and she goes, Hatfield? And I was like, Ken Hatfield? You've been t- this man is Ken Hatfield. You've been talking to this whole time. <laughs> You've been telling me how nice he is. So of course it's Ken Hatfield. Anyway, the game yesterday, Texas game. Again, mutual friends and stuff, and you know they get to chatting and all this stuff all the time. And um, she's sitting next to Ken Hatfield the whole game and barely, <laughs> barely knew who he was. My wife loves Razorback football, but she doesn't like you know she doesn't pay attention to to that kind of stuff like I do, which is you know refreshing I think for our relationship because we don't. You know, we kind of we talk about other things, uh, but uh, my buddy over there sitting there is like, "Man, when's the last time we had four running backs that you know accomplish this?" And he's just like, he's telling me, you know, sitting next to my wife and everything. He's like, "Oh, we had Barry Foster, Juju Hershaw, you know, talking about all the guys that they had and stuff." Anyway, I just thought that was a really cool story and, and a funny story. Um, I don't know if my wife likes me telling that one, but I just think it's really funny and uh, you know, just kind of shows her innocence on it. But, uh, yeah, my wife and Ken Hatfield have kind of become buddies set by each other at the Texas game. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So, just a few observations after going back and looking. I did a long last look at this one. I mean, I watched it so many times. I mean, there was so much stuff. I just felt like, kudos, first of all, to Curtis Wilkerson, Danny West, Andrew Ellis for doing a fantastic job producing content. I did not write a story right after this game just because we had so much stuff, and I felt like I was trying to push all our content out. And our desk, Brad Crawford and uh, Dean Straka, and uh, I'm not sure if I said his name right. I've only seen it in print. Uh, but all those guys, Clint Buckley, all those guys at our national desk, and I don't think a lot of people realize, you know, at Hog Sports, we're not just, you know, supporting our writers here. We're supporting a team of writers and national writers who help us, and producers, people behind the scene that help with all this kind of stuff. And those guys did a fantastic job, so I wanted to give a shout-out to them. But I felt like I was just, you know, making sure everybody saw all the great content that was being put out. And then I come back and do, you know, a more VIP article, our long last look, and it took a long time to do it this one because there was so much to take in. So it was a pretty rough start. Just looking back on it, obviously we know that there was a, you know, there was a bobble on the first half, a penalty, you know, which has kind of become common, although there were only four penalties in this game. And there were some missed. We'll talk about that a little bit. There were some missed penalties. But, uh, you know, the first play, and then you get a two-yard loss. Um, you have a three and out, and then you get a bad punt. Uh, after, you you know, Texas gets out on there, they, they boom the ball. And then um, – and then, for some reason, Greg Brooks tries to field at the four-yard line, and Arkansas got lucky. They got lucky that the ball went out of bounds – or the guy stepped out of bounds by. I mean, that much. Game of inches, isn't it? That much. So, Arkansas just didn't get off to a very good start. Uh, that's the second time on special teams in a row this season. The first touch on special teams has been a fumble. The second time. How about Arkansas going up 16-0 on these guys? Great start for the defense. Forced into three and out. And I, I talked about the Joe Fouché leaping over the pile. I mean, that just kind of stuff that just sets the tone, and it just was not ever given up. They never gave up momentum. And I'm sitting there, too, at halftime, like going, you know, they, if they call timeout here, they got about a 126. They could probably move it down the field if they wanted to. Why, why not call timeout? But looking back on it, I really got it more watching on TV, like why you don't call timeout there. And I've seen coaches try to do that and hurry up and mess up, throw an interception, and just ruins the momentum going to the half. You know, think back to like, uh, man, it's been probably in the early 2000s or 90s, maybe late 90s, when uh, Auburn came to town. Tommy Tuberville tried to go for it right there before half, and, and Arkansas intercepted it. And I just remember thinking that's what you get. But this game in particular, Arkansas has got a pretty significant lead. They let the clock run down, allow them to punt, and then they just kind of hand it off. And I can see why you do that because 
you've got all the momentum in the world. You're going to be backed up at your own eight-yard line. You know, you know you're going to start off most likely with bad field position. Why not just take it to the locker room and make sure you don't give any reason for Texas to get up for the second half? No momentum provided to them. So I can completely understand uh, why that decision was made and do not disagree with it all after looking back on it. But a great start for the defense overall. Grant Morgan, great start. I mean, he ran through – I mean, like, he was in on, like, two tackle – like, I think all three tackles on the first play. And then the second one, there was, like, a nine-yard run by B. John Robinson on the second series. And then Morgan blows right past Denzel Okafor for a stop. And then he did it again. <laughs> and then he did it again. Good to see Raheem Sanders get some action. He was the first guy, the first freshman back in the end zone, and then A.J. Green did it after that. Had that nice run with 538 to go on third and six that set him up to be able to go for it. They were kind of in that no man's land, 37-yard 37 37 line. I love seeing 10 runs for K.J. Jefferson. Thought that was a good number for him. That's what we're talking about. Just go back and look at what you do good. Well, we can run. Okay, let's run more. Good. Traylon Burks will have his day, though. He'll have his day. Had a 21-yard catch in the game, but didn't really do a whole, whole lot. Wasn't really needed a whole lot. Got down there at the goal line. Dominic Johnson picked that snap up off the ground. Dominic Johnson surprising you, didn't he? He surprised me in the spring. I thought that he ran – he had better balance and speed and power, like one of those guys that doesn't do a lot of stuff. Just people bounce off of him because he's so big. People hit him in the hip and they just fall. But I like that little eye candy they had with uh, Traylon Burks lined up in the eye form and, and in a broken eye and, uh, and handed it to Johnson with K.J. under center into the end zone. You know, after Zach Williams made that, uh, that strip on card – which didn't look like a strip at first until you saw it on replay, did it? But he made that strip on card, set the offense up at the 26-yard line, and then Reem Sanders goes in, and that's 33-7. to This game was over before it was 33-7. Then after Texas made it 33-44 in the fourth, you had A.J. Green on that 19-yard scamper. Then Sanders came in, then he re-entered and, and had a 30-yard touchdown run and just was – you saw that 10-3-8. Just blowing past people. Josh Oglesby got just one carry. Then Malik Hornsby came in at the end of the game at quarterback, redshirt freshman quarterback, and had a 29-yard scamper. Went again, he's just like – just glides. I told you. You guys hadn't really seen it yet, but he just glides. 15 yards gone before you know it. 29-yard scamper for him. But don't forget about Dominic Johnson. Definitely think this guy has earned more opportunities. I thought this game was over when it was 10 to nothing. Big surprise. I thought it was over. You could see it on their faces. This isn't how this was supposed to go. What's happening? Digger bobbled that punt at the three-yard line. Jake check blocks it. Matthias Soli catches it in midair, returns to the 14. Jefferson's best run was that 34-yarder. 529 to play in the third. Guy can just move. Like, I can't count how many times you go back to his high school video. He's skinnier. He's skinny, skinny KJ then. Not that he's fat, but he's skinny, skinny KJ back in high school. But you see that long strider. Doesn't look like he's moving that fast. People take bad angles on him. But he has a knack for weaving. Weaving his way through traffic. 
And you saw that again as a 245-pound man, man-child. You know, the, the one thing that was disappointing, I guess, was he had Keetron Jackson on Arkansas's first drive out of the second half, the second play, had Keetron Jackson wide open for 72-yard touchdown. But uh, B.J. Foster was just – that was just an incredible catch. I mean, he's going behind him, like opposite of his momentum, and makes that pick. Otherwise, it is a 72-yard touchdown strike. But what does K.J. do? Does he mope? Does he get nervous? Does he, does he drop his head? No. 44-yard bomb to Tyson Morris right after that. I think maybe the second play of that series. 23-7 hogs after that, after they, they finish it off. So, great job by Grant Morgan, Hayden Henry, secondary. I said before, you know, this is probably one of the best secondaries in the SEC. I think they've proven that. But everybody played well on defense. It was a full group effort, including John, the refrigerator, Ridgeway. The guy is going to be really good. Like, he's got a future. I can't wait to see more of John Ridgeway. What's his nickname going to be? Do we call him the refrigerator? Do we call him the Fridgeway? Do we call him the Ridge? <laughs> Fridge? What do you, I mean, the guy's built like a refrigerator. Like, he's probably the most deserving guy of that nickname since Refrigerator Perry. Let's see him in the backfield. Let's let him get a carry. Love what we saw out of him. I mean, literally, that guy had to be like, who is this guy? Who is this guy lined up across from me? Because they didn't play in the first game because he had appendicitis. Just shucking him. I mean, Ridgeway, son. There are a few things. It wasn't perfect. Jefferson probably had a touchdown pass to, uh, to to Traylon Smith where there was, you know, Burks looked wide open there in the slot, but they were playing two over three, which you don't do. But it was right there. You know, you had two blockers in front of you, two guys defending it, and then Traylon Smith could have probably walked in. After Arkansas was up 33-7 in the fourth quarter uh, and you had the 26-yard touchdown run, the Razorback defense um, was kind of all about keeping it out, uh, keeping it in front of them. But they made Texas go the long, hard way. But that was the drive where you had, you know, Arkansas had two penalties, two of the four penalties. You know, they had the penalty early in the game, and they had, you know, two penalties right there on that drive, which is 30 penalties, um, and Texas ended up going down there and scoring. But they kind of stood stout. I mean, stood tall, didn't want to let them in there. But uh, there were a couple penalties that were missed. I thought that Trey Williams absolutely should have been called for a late hit. Now, I get it because – the crowds are going wild. He can't hear the whistles, and he continues on through the play. But he could have hurt Hudson Card there, and I'm surprised they didn't throw a flag. Uh, Hayden Henry on a big stop on that fourth and two, I believe, at midfield, where Hudson Henry comes through. Or excuse me, Hayden Henry. Hayden Henry comes through like a missile, and uh, it's, it's, it was helmet to helmet. That was a helmet to helmet hit. And that didn't get called. And then Jackson Woodard down on the goal line uh, on B. John Robinson, um, you know, lowers his head and make contact right there, and it wasn't called also, which I'm wondering, has there been a little bit of a change in philosophy on when to call helmet to helmet? Because there was a lot – I mean, obviously, too, in that Arkansas-Rice game, the Ole Miss-Louisville game was just ridiculous. I mean, how many helmet to helmets were called and how many helmets to helmets were missed, and that is my problem with it also is – 
it's such a harsh penalty, but you miss it so much. Like you miss it like as much as you call it. But if you call it, then the guy's ejected. It's the harshest penalty you can give a guy. And maybe ejected for half of the next game. But you keep missing it. And I, I pointed out the times that they miss it in the Rice game. Greg Brooks, Myron Morrison, Andrew Parker, Jaeger Bull, all players that could have been called for targeting in that game and weren't. But Grant Morgan was and Bumper Pool was. My last note would be, I guess, they still haven't taken the lid off Traylon Burks, and that's going to happen at some point. I probably ought to get to Danny West since I told him I'd get to him about 25 minutes ago to talk recruiting. You guys want to talk Razorback recruiting, right? For those of you who don't follow Danny West, you can follow him at, at Danny West 247. Sorry, I'm not quite set up here. Ill-prepared. At Danny West 247. Does a great job with our VIP content. If you like VIP recruiting content from the best in the business, then you're going to want it from Danny West, who does a fantastic job and was at the game Saturday. Trey Biddy. Danny, how you doing, What's brother? What's happening? Oh, not much. We're just reflecting on this Texas game. I feel like I could go on and on and on and kind of forgot. Still I was talking supposed... about that? Yes. I mean, it wasn't that big I know. a deal, was I, it? I, mean, I haven't moved on to Georgia Southern yet. Can you believe yeah. that? Even yeah. though the title of this – show is hogs hit george southern week um and forgot i told you probably about 30 minutes ago we'd be by <laughs> to you by now yeah uh, i was sitting there just waiting it out <laughs> hey, hey i know 25 minutes to trey biddy tells me 45 minutes from now he's gonna come i know well i, I in my head i have this idea that you know i'm going to you know do this and do that and then i start ranting and i, I lose track of time so it happens. It happens. We're all good. What do you got for me? Well, what do you got for me is the question because it yep. was a big, big recruiting weekend, and not just for the recruits on campus, but I was wondering, first of all, you could tell us a little bit about some of the recruit reaction, whether it was players at the game or players watching at home. It was it was all good, as you would expect. Um, you know, I had a couple of kids tell me that they left the game with a headache, you know, and I, it kind of made me feel a little better because I thought I was being a little soft. <laughs> well, I got in about midnight uh, Saturday night from the stadium. I said, "Man, I've got a headache," and I couldn't figure out why. I said, "I ate, I ate, you know, plenty that day and was hydrated. And couldn't understand why I had such a headache." Well, it was the noise, the crowd noise. Actually, it's been a while since I've heard that, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, a couple of kids actually legit had headaches after the game, which is good. Yeah, you want them to leave with a headache every now and then, but. Um, everything's been positive. It's the most positive point that I can remember in quite some time in, in terms of recruiting and momentum building and all that stuff. You know, people have asked me, well, who are we going to flip now? Can we go flip a five-star in this class now that we've won a game? You know, I said, well, I think it helps the next year's class more than anything, right? Do you right. agree? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're – they're getting close to full in this class. Yeah. There's some guys out there. It's September uh, 13th. Yeah. Most kids, you know, nowadays, not to cut you off, but I think we're going down the same path there. Most kids nowadays, kids are, are deciding earlier and earlier in their process. And once you reach the middle of September, buddy, it's pretty much over. If they haven't committed to somebody, they've got it down to, you know, three or four realistic teams and, um, you know, you build that over the course of two, three years, not in the span of uh, two or three months or a 60-minute game. 
Guys, if you want to read Danny's uh, recruit reaction story and get everybody, I mean, he's talked to Jackson Arnold, who's a 2023 four-star, Micah Tease, a 2023 four-star, EJ Colson, who's a 2025 quarterback they have offered, Montreal Hatton, a 2023 wide receiver, uh, Kane Archer in the 2026 class, uh, Ryan Wingo, who is a 2024 big-time four-star wide receiver. Like he's, big time. He's in the elite area, and he's the brother of, of Ronnie Wingo, who's a former hog. Tyler Gant, 2023 D lineman. Jaden Ham, 2023 tight end commitment, which is a great name, by the way. Benny Winters, an offensive lineman in 2024. Patrick Kudis, who's already committed to Arkansas offensive line. 2022 linebacker Caden Henry, Marion Harris, Andrew Chambly, Manny Powell, Dax Courtney, J.J. Hollingsworth. If you want to find out what all of those guys are saying about the Razorbacks from Danny West, quotes from all of them, then go to hogsports.com and more. I mean, you had you had a couple other guys that you talked to as well. Yeah, still getting, them, still getting them rolling in too, Trey. Matter of fact, just heard from uh, Walker White, uh, I guess a little while ago. He mm-hmm. said, and I'll quote him real quick. We'll throw one out for him. Uh, Walker White, of course, 2024 quarterback. He's got a couple of offers already. PA. And, uh, yeah. Jay Diesel's brother. Uh, mm-hmm. Right, Little Rock Christian. Oh, Little Rock Christian, excuse me. Yep, yep. Um, but he says, and I quote, game was awesome. The team made play after play. Atmosphere was nothing like I'd ever seen. It was really a fun experience, and I'm glad to. Uh, I'm glad I got to enjoy it, end quote. So there's another one, Walker White. He's definitely created quite a buzz. You know, we're always looking for the next one, Trey, mm-hmm. who's going to be the next big-time in-state guy, and he certainly looks the part of, of uh, you know, filling that out for the 2024 Danny West was sitting next to me at the uh, at the press conference, or excuse me, in the press box. And after Raheem Sanders' 26 yard run, he's just like he's scooting all the way back in his seat and he's like <laughs> grabbing my arm like this. <laughs> like I'll he, tell you what, Trey, you, you knew it was over for sure times. then. You almost lost me Saturday night. I almost <laughs> jumped out of that press box on that play mm-hmm. and uh, Hayden Henry on the fourth down, fourth and one stop oh, yeah. when he comes flying through there trying oh, yeah. to kill somebody yeah. buddy I mean, those are big time football plays that we haven't seen around here in a long time yeah where, where would you rank the environment danny i said on the walk and talk oh, that's number one i've never yeah. seen anything like that in my Me life too. it was it was insane and i've seen some good ones now mm-hmm. you and i both have but it was just it, i think it was the how do you say it the longevity of it you know the yeah. the endurance part of it they never they never shut up mm-hmm. <laughs> there was never one point of the game where you're like uh, it's gone quiet in here. Here comes mm-hmm. Texas. No, yeah. what the little bit of life you gave them, it it got that much louder. Mm-hmm. So that's the sign of a good crowd, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, like if I'm comparing it to some some venues, I, I mentioned on my walk and talk the 2010, I guess 2011 Sugar Bowl uh, was incredible, <laughs> incredible environment. The um, 2010 before that, I guess the LSU game in Little Rock was absolutely insane. Yeah. Uh, but as Bama far as that same year, yeah, yeah and, well, in Bama in two thousand and seven, two thousand six, two thousand six in Fayetteville, and I can remember because I was, you know, we haven't been allowed down on the field because of all the COVID protocols this year, which would have been amazing. Yeah. But uh, I can just remember in two thousand six, after that touchdown pass or two point conversion, I think, uh, to win it and just being on the field and just turning around and looking up into the stands and just you know everything raining down. It was it was incredible. But yeah. from a start to finish, amped up, unrelenting, insane environment, 
there's never been anything like what we saw on Saturday in Razorback Stadium, in my opinion. And I've been to – I mean, a lot of my best experiences are like in War Memorial, like the Miracle on Markham. And I was sitting like five, seven rows up or something in that game. Uh, but that one wasn't as sustained throughout the entire game. I don't think I've ever seen yeah. it that crazy. And, you know, it can go back to maybe uh, 2010, the Alabama game also, which was, you know, pretty wild the whole time, but it didn't end right. It ended the wrong way. This one ended exactly how you would draw it up if you could. And um, it was just magical. And I hope we can have more experiences like that this year. Uh, there's Auburn. There's Mississippi State and Fayetteville. I don't know if there's another opponent that's going to warrant Missouri, of course, at the end of the season. But I don't know if there's another opponent that's going to warrant quite that. But I think for Auburn, you can get up like that. Maybe Mississippi State, too. Mississippi State had a good win, right? Uh, coming yeah. out, so NC State, that's right. Yeah, so maybe you can get up again like that. But uh, man, that's going to be that hard Auburn, to beat. That Auburn crowd's going to be pretty up there. I think yeah. I, I, it may not hit this one, but uh, that one will be up there. And of course, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Trey, I, you can't get ahead of ourselves here. But I know that that Missouri game could have a few yeah. implications, bowl status, and whatnot. It absolutely I could. Mean, it's just one game here. I don't want to get too carried away, but hey, this man, Dallas game in, in twelve days, Danny. I mean, it could be it could yeah. be pretty wild there too, considering where Arkansas is. You got you know the high potential to have two ranked teams in this game, which hasn't happened in a while, obviously. But you have the high potential for that to happen. Uh, it's it's lost a little bit of the luster, luster, the newness, because you know when it was first scheduled, it was you know hey, we're going to Cowboy Stadium, you know. That's right. That's rare. And now it's just like it's a little stale. And obviously I think both teams probably won out of it, and I think it's important to get out of it just for recruiting a conference game. Uh, but I think that it has a chance to to be maybe one of the more electric uh, environments that we've seen in a while. And it's not that it hasn't been. It's just you see less and less fans. A little bit, The attendance goes down a little bit more each time. Yeah. Much more winnable game now, too, with today's news. Mm-hmm. Haynes King. I, man, I got to yeah, tell you, I know I hate people hate him. the Aggies, but yeah. I love that kid. Yeah. Um, he was really close to, to being Arkansas's quarterback, too, so I hated that for him. But, ooh, that sets up nicely for Arkansas, don't it? Yeah, it does. And not that they haven't recruited well. I'm sure they got another stud there. But, uh, yeah, Haynes King was a guy with a really bright future and still does. I mean, he, he what were we talking to? Oh, yeah. October, mid-October or something for him? That, that's what I read, yep. yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, Danny, anything else you want to chime in on? I'm good. Oh, uh, Anthony Brown, do want to remind people of tomorrow, potentially good news for Arkansas tomorrow, 1.30 p.m. Central. Anthony Brown, big-time defensive back. Only a three-star. I know people look down on three-stars, but – I think they they showed over the weekend. Yeah, some of those three stars can play with five stars. There's a lot of so, three uh, stars playing. That's right. Yeah, that's right. One thirty tomorrow. Anthony Brown. Everybody be glued to that one. Mm-hmm. It could be good news there. Where else is uh? Where else are the other schools there, Danny? And what what is his ranking? Do you have that off the top of your head? I don't have it off the top. Uh, uh, some consider him a four. Uh, the last I checked, a four star, but uh, he's a highly rated three star. I would call the finalists, not to speak for him, but the ones that I've seen most most recently would be Illinois, Indiana, and Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's your competition. And of course, Anthony was he was back on campus this weekend. I think that marked his third third trip to Fayetteville this uh, summer, if mm-hmm. you want to call it that. So. Uh, yeah, all signs are, are positive, but you never know until you know. And just to be clear, we do have him as a high three-star, number three, excuse me, number 33 safety in the country, number 12 player in Tennessee, and number 517 nationally in the composite. So you take those top 500 go. types. Absolutely. That's right. All right, Danny. You got it. All right, we'll see you. Appreciate you, brother.
All right, that's Danny West. Danny does a fantastic job, as I just mentioned. If you want to read all the recruit reaction stuff on 24-7 Sports on hogsports.com, uh, plus more stuff, what's going to happen, breaking down the big picture stuff with our Big Red Recruiting Board, Danny does a fantastic job doing that, and you want the VIP subscription to do that. If you're looking for ways to support the podcast, I have people all the time say, hey, do you have a Patreon? How can we donate? How can we support this? Because I guarantee you I'm not doing this free on Facebook or on YouTube uh, you know, with just a few commercials here just for the money. We do this to promote our product, to get our product out there. So if you want to support the show, you like what we do, then go to hawgsports.com. Find out why we're one of the biggest sites in the entire country when we shouldn't be because we're Arkansas. How many times we said that? Arkansas football team buying into it right now too. Not necessarily because of my message, but because of Sam Pittman. Because why not Arkansas? Hog Sports can be one of the biggest sites in the network. We're probably somewhere around top five, top seven in the whole country at Arkansas. The state of 2.9, 3 million people. Shouldn't be there, should we? But we are. Arkansas shouldn't beat Texas, but they did. Hell yeah, they did. All right. We're going to get to your questions one more time. If you haven't thrown us that thumbs up on Facebook, do so right now. If you haven't followed the page, join 80,000-plus Razorback fans and do so. Get all of our free content there. We put just free content on Facebook page. But if you like our VIP stuff, you want to be interested in that, then you need to go to hogsports.com, H-A-W-G-sports.com. Also, throw us that thumbs up on YouTube. Hit the notifications bell so you're alerted anytime we upload new videos and interact with the video there. Let other people know. Share, follow, all that good stuff. Also available on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for the reviews. I think the top one, I can't remember the guy who said it, the top recent one we had is uh, Trey Biddy is the Bobby Petrino of podcasts without the motorcycle. <laughs> that was pretty good. Okay, that one made me laugh. But there's been some other good ones. I appreciate all the positive reviews. So if you haven't had a chance to uh, to do that, take some time. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It does so much. Like, I can't – we talk about it because the ask is important on these shows. Asking for the likes, asking for the thumbs up. It shows that people do it, and we, we certainly appreciate that. So – if you have a moment, please leave us that five-star review. Let people know what to think. Also available on Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere else you can think of. All right, let's go to it. Got your questions. Questions, questions. Who's got a question? Just taking good ones. Caleb Haggerty says, garbage points. Yeah, it was garbage points. It was just garbage points. The game was over. It was so over. It was over when it was 33-7. Did anyone get a clear look at Texas TD on fourth and goal? Runner's knee was real close to being down. I think it was in. It was close. But, I mean, they stood tall. They did not want Texas in the end zone there. U of A got fined 100000 for fans storming the field. Yes, they did. 100 smackaroos. 100,000 big ones. They absolutely did. And next time it is a quarter million dollars. And here's the thing. There wasn't any stopping. And Hunter Juracek knew it. There wasn't any stopping Razorback fans from storming that field. The students were coming. The, the worst thing you could have done – it's unfortunate. The worst thing you could have done is stopped them because then that's where you run into people getting crushed. And I can remember I was part of the field storming crew in, in 1999 against Tennessee. I was sitting in the student section. And I remember I come out like I could feel the force behind me. I exploded out onto the field. I was launched onto the field because there was so much pressure behind me like a pop gun. And the, the flag girls were putting their flags out and – I don't know if you know those flags are like they're hollow, like they're like a pipe, but it's it's thin. It's thinner than you think. And I mean, I had so much momentum, I couldn't stop myself. And I was running, and I come up to those flags, and I can't stop. And I start 
tiptoeing, trying to tiptoe in between the flags, but I couldn't control myself. And instead of tiptoeing between them, I was doing every one of them just like this, stepping on. I could feel them crunching underneath my feet. And um, it looked like I was doing it on purpose. And one of the flag girls was screaming at me. And I'm running, and she's going, you, you know what? Screaming at me. And I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was right under the goalpost when it went down. And I remember it. Uh, I remember the sound it makes. So the goalposts just drop now. They, they come down on their own. But when you break a goalpost, it doesn't make the sound you think. It goes, ping. It's a loud ping noise. And I've heard it because it, I was right under it. It comes down like almost like down here if there wasn't all these people. But that's what it sounds like. But now, you do it again, it's a quarter million dollars. But again, you got to come up with something because if people are coming down the field to storm, somebody's going to get crushed. It's almost like safe to let them, <laughs> to let them out. Greg Sankey was there. I saw him. He was at the game. Foundation has plenty of money for us to storm the field. I don't know if you just want to give away quarter million. Hornsby looked super fast. Absolutely did. Marcus Brown, what we've been talking about. Austin Malaysa Nichols says the mountain for Ridgeway. The Fridgeway, says Isaac Riley. Lisa Parr says not like we can prevent it. No, you can't. I mean, you, if they're coming, they're coming. I love how Arkansas likes the counterpunch. They answered Texas every time. They absolutely did. We've got Cam, Vick, Cam Newton and Mike Vick in the QB room. <laughs> I see eight and four and a bowl win. Do you agree? Uh, well, I don't know. I, I would have to see the bowl opponent, but I don't hate Arkansas in maybe any game this year except for it's going to be tough going to Georgia. It's going to be tough against Alabama. But I don't, I, I don't give Arkansas not a chance, but I don't give them not a chance in any of the other games for sure. Brandon Thebaltz says, just call him the Undertaker. The Undertaker is a Texas fan. Patricia Jeremy Ashby says, our secondary is in beast mode as well, but I would have liked to have seen them keep Whittington in front of them more a few times. Made me nervous. You know, also, yeah, there was a few times that it was close. I mean, they started getting desperate and heaving deep. But, uh, you know, Sarkeesian talks about making mistakes. There wasn't like a bunch of Texas mistakes here. They just got whipped. I talk about mistakes, how this game is about mistakes, but it was just getting whipped up on. Texas made Arkansas pay for their mistake, K.J. Jefferson interception. They didn't make them pay for the bobble punt, barely. But, I mean, this was just Texas getting whipped. Where are the, you see a bunch of turnovers, a bunch of penalties for Texas? I don't. I don't see a bunch of penalties. I don't see a bunch of um, – I mean, maybe there were missed assignments, but I don't see a bunch of penalties. I don't see a bunch of turnovers. This is Arkansas whipping Texas here. Who's faster, A.J. or Hornsby? Man, I'd like to see that race. I might have to take A.J., though. They say Hornsby. The rigid air, <laughs> says Burn Bradley. Norman Hunt says, NCA put that rule in place for fan safety to protect the playing surface, but in this case, sorry, not sorry. Some <laughs> Norman Hunt. Battle of Ridgeway, says Rob Arnold. Mark Jones says, it's good to see the Hogs play with some heart, played like grown men. Heartbreak Ridge, says Caleb Haggerty. Haggerty? Haggerty. Christian Howard says, not sure, sorry either if there was a time that was it. That was it, 17-0 on the 17th to break a 17-game SEC losing streak against number 17-ranked LSU. That was a great one too. 
happy to receive the walk talk, even though it was one a.m. when it was dropped. Love your passion, Trey. Appreciate you, Cody Payne. So here's the deal with the walk and talk. Like, the game's over, and then it's a while between when the game ends to, you know, getting down the elevators, you got to wait for the coaches and all that stuff to come down from the, the box and stuff. But then you got to, you know, you're sitting in the press conference room and, you know, going to ask, talk to Sam Pittman, bringing in, you know, five players or so after the game. Uh, all that stuff takes a lot of time. And then after that, you know, you've got to, you know, gather your thoughts. And I mentioned I went and stood up in the corner and, and just kind of looked out on the field and just kind of took it in and, you know, just kind of sat there, closed my eyes and meditated a little bit, if you want to say, and uh, just kind of thought about the past where Arkansas was, gathered my thoughts a little bit, you know, wrote a little bit, transcribed some stuff, assigned my, our team some stuff. There's a lot of things that got to be done between the time the game ends because I always see people like, you're not doing a walk and talk. Where's the walk and talk? You know, and I, I get it. I appreciate you, you guys. I really do that you're waiting for it. Uh, but there are just some things. It's not just an immediate exit. Because if I leave the stadium right then when the game is over, then all I'm doing is sitting in traffic for the whole time that I could be working and writing and stuff like that. So the walk and talk isn't an immediate after the game thing. It's pretty soon, but it's not immediately after the game. So it just takes some time. And when it's a night game, it's just going to be late, especially when it's a night game like this, when it's Texas. Now, if it's a 6 o'clock game against most opponents, but um, in a game like this where Arkansas wins, there's so much to take in, so much to process, and we've got so much content going out, um, it's just going to take a little while for me to do the walk and talk. But that is my priority now. I used to do my priority is going to be, you know, writing my thoughts about the game and stuff, but now it's, it has shifted. So it's a little quicker than I guess it used to be, even though it was 1 o'clock. But my priority now is – you know, the walk and talk, because that's what everybody wants to see, apparently. And it's not without pressure, because people have high expectations for it. And I never know where I'm going. I know, I just don't know what I'm going to say, what's going to come out of me. And so, yeah, it's a little for me, it's just like, how's this going to go? Because here I've got all my stuff. I've got my notes. I've got, you know, I know what I'm going to say. I've got you guys to, to take the argument, you know, where I'm going with the conversation, with the questions. The walk and talk is just, you never know what's going to come out of me. And uh, I think that's one reason people like it, I guess. I did not know what people, people told me the last one was the best one I ever did. When I was done with it, I was just like, I don't know how people are going to react to this emotional drivel. I don't know. <laughs> so, is Auburn game going to be as wild as the Texas game? Oh, I'm losing comments, actually. That's happening again. Rat poison sprinkled everywhere, says Gary Demet. <laughs> Demet. Rat poison sprinkled everywhere this week around Fayetteville. Cody Payne says, with Gus gone, I think uh, I think the hate there has lessened easily, probably. It'd probably be a little bit different. There's definitely going to be a change, but it's still Auburn. Doug Kennedy says, SEC Network is scrolling. Hayden Henry, Alabama Defensive Player of the Week. Yeah, he was. He was Defensive Player of the Week. Also, Walter Camp, Defensive Player of the Year. Or excuse me, defensive player, national defensive player of the week. Excuse me, Patricia Jeremy Ashby says, "We as fans were just hungry for our guys to win. I mean, it was a perfect, the perfect storm. Texas walked into an absolute buzzsaw. If you haven't watched, if you haven't watched SEC shorts this week, it is classic. Those guys do such a great job, and to turn that stuff around so fast. I mean, there's some people out there that I just really appreciate in the media." You know, Josh Pate, if you guys don't watch him, Late Kick, Late Kick Live is part of the 24-7 Sports Network. He does a fantastic job also and has a great take on the Arkansas game as well. These SEC short guys love their stuff. I and mean, there's just some people out there that do some really great stuff. 
I think Ty Richardson does some great stuff too with his uh, Trusting the Process podcast where he interviews Arkansas media people. Love those. I got to catch up on those. Kind of dropped off a little bit since football season started. I've been so busy. So Barbara Blaine's the second person that's asked about the, the hit on Rocket in the, in the end zone. You know what? I don't have a problem with them not calling it because the refs weren't calling a whole lot. They were letting them play. Thank you. Let them play. Unless it's egregious, let them play. I didn't think that was egregious compared to some of the other things. So I thought there were some other calls that could have been called by the refs. But I wonder how much SEC, excuse me, Big 12 referees like Texas. Are they pleased with Texas? They're going to get some calls, Texas? You done getting the calls? You done getting Texas privilege? You may think about that maybe. Big 12 refs might not like you so much. Blowing up their league. How much did beating Texas help recruiting the state of, of Texas? Absolutely. And you can read all of Danny West's commentary on that. And we just had Danny, obviously. David Mills says, keep smiling. Love your shows. My best take is a 58-year-old lifetime football man. This team is no is not a quitter. They play every down. I'll take that kind of play every day. All we can ask for is 100% effort, and we're getting that. They are human, though, and it is going to be human nature to let go a little bit. I mean, it is. It's hard It's hard to get up like that for a game week after week. It's what makes the SEC t- so tough is you've got to be up each week because if you're not, you can, ha- you can have what happened with Texas, thinking you can just show up. Hunter, you're a chap has the Hogs pointing in the right direction. Finally, great hires. Bravo, Jake Allen. Sorry, I'm missing some of your guys' comments. It's not mean that I don't think they're good comments. It's just it's doing that thing where it's, it's dropping them off because we got so many of them on here. Razorbacks have a good chance beating everyone except Bam in Georgia. Right. And it's not that they don't have a chance. It's just that they got a really good chance to beat everybody left on the schedule based on what we've seen so far. Jake Allen says, on his opinion, Trey, was Texas really good enough to be ranked or the Hogs this good? I will say there are people behind the scenes that didn't that think that thought before the game, and I mean like close to the program, really close, that thought Arkansas was going to walk away with this game. And told me that behind the scenes, told me that. And I I took it into account, but also kind of thought, well, what did they think last week? <laughs> did they think they were going to have 13 penalties? You know, so anyway, maybe I'll listen a little closer this time. But they they felt like that at Arkansas, and they felt like that all week that they got a chance to not only beat Texas but just to beat them bad, and they did, and they were right. So if you're listening, you were right. Patricia Jeremy Ashby says, Trey, what's your opinion on the few times – we were in the red zone, but resulted in field goals instead of touchdowns. Yep. I mean, if that had happened, wow. There were three three of the four field goals were pretty short field goals. If that had, if they had put those in, then, I mean, that might have been an all-time embarrassment. Not that it wasn't, you know, like eye-opening for Texas and Texas fans, but it could have been like, whoa, what's going on here? Like even worse. But, yeah, you got to turn those into touchdowns. They got to figure that out because – Against most teams, Arkansas is going to play teams that are a lot better than Texas this year, and they got to figure out a way to get those in the end zone. Linda Somerville says, we already had a fridge. He can be the ridge. Who is a fridge? You just talking about Fridge Perry, Ridge Refrigerator Perry? I know, but it's been since, like, he's quit playing, like, the early 90s. Walmart and Tyson pays those fans with these. I get that, but still, I mean, put it in the recruiting budget. 
paying NIL. Lynn Summerlin Bullard says, watching from my lovely lodge, Mount Magazine. Thank you, Miss Bullard. That's my mom. Appreciate you for tuning in, Mom. Mom came up and stayed with us this weekend, did some babysitting while my wife went to the game and I. So appreciate her for coming in. It's good to see you, Mom. Don Eldred said, Warren Thompson is a full-grown man. Yeah, he's going to help. He's going to help. Absolutely. Jim Taylor says, hey, Trey, Jim from Fresno, California, best walk and talk you did in several years. Whoop, big suey. Oh, yeah. I ate your pistachios. <laughs> What's that? My pistachios? I don't know what that means. An inside joke I'm not getting. Texas got tired from the beginning. Let's see what else we got. My voice is starting to get that area, and we got practice coming up here not too much longer. Keith Quackenbush says we should have hung a half a hundred on them except for the field goals. Could have absolutely done that. I still I think you take 40. I mean, they could have put it in there at the end, too, if they wanted to, but, you know, Texas didn't go on timeouts, as, as Sam Pittman said. And that, when you do that, the sports, the right thing to do. It's not like the classy thing. It's just the right thing. It's not like, oh, so much class by taking a knee there. It's just what you do. Great answer by Sam Pittman, by the way, on the, the horns down thing. Not going to do that. Sam Pittman's just – he's just no nonsense. He's not a bunch of gimmicks. He just – just doing it the right way. Let's see what else we got. Anything great? I mean, there's good stuff, and I appreciate all the comments. The walk and talk is kind of like a Baptist sermon, <laughs> says Toddy Jones. Thank you. Do you think Hunter will watch now that you pointed that out? He actually – so Hunter thought I had a golf club. He thought I was like, why do you? He's like, why do you have a golf club? And I was like, oh no, it's the walk and talk. He's like, he's like, kind of like, well, what's the walk and talk? It's like you don't watch it. He's like, huh? Maybe he was being aloof. I don't know. But Arkansas lucky to have Hunter check, even without watching the walk and talk. Maybe the only guy in Arkansas that hadn't seen it. But um, and kudos, I, I meant to tell you if you're watching this, Hunter, which you're probably not. But um, congratulations with Jake getting that block punt. Trey had a little bit of swag on the walk and talk. <laughs> Thanks. Gentry was at the game. Yep. Texas equals Bishop Sycamore. Never stalked the walk and talk, Travis Homer. At some point, at some point I'll get too old to do the walk and talk, I guess. I don't know. Got to quit while it's, it's peaking, right? Isn't that what you do? When people want more? Texas reconsiders their application to the SEC shorts. Hilarious. Yeah, it was great. Great game. Texas was all overmatched all day. They were. The better team absolutely won this game. And, you know, there's also a big deal with, like, the transition. And we talked about why Arkansas could beat Texas all offseason. New head coach, new quarterback, who's probably going to be a freshman, new coordinators, all of that stuff. It's, it's hard to transition like that. You go from two policies like that to, to the next. A lot of talk about the walk and talk, and I really appreciate that all, everybody. And I appreciate the members, the people who consume our free content, because that's not lost on us either. We definitely produce free content for people. We produce free content, you know, we feel like probably other people are going to produce also, so why not we do it? Uh, we just try to do a better job with it. But uh, we appreciate people reading our free content. Appreciate, appreciate people who are VIP subscribers especially, though, because that that's where we butter our bread. Come check us out. Find out why people – find out why we are three times as big as any Razorback fan site, team site has ever been. 
I'm talking about people in our category, VIP subscription. Number one, most active VIP message board. It's just a, just a different deal we got going over there. It's really, it is flipped is what happened. It, and once you flip, you hit a certain number of subscribers, and then it just explodes. Hunter, your check is fantastic, says Toddy Jones. Every sport is successful. I mean, like, how many sports are ranked, like, coming off their last season? Like, think about that right now. All the sports that were ranked. What was the number? Was it like 16 of them or something that were ranked coming off their season last year? And now football added into that? I mean, all in the same calendar year here. That's pretty impressive now to think about. Because we used to say, you know, football's coming, but it's not like all these other programs are ranked. And now football is ranked. This could be a great great sports year because you know you got these other programs doing what they do basketball has a chance to be really good y'all and if football can keep it going i mean we could be talking about 2021 being maybe one of the elite all-time sports years in razorback history elite 2021 2022 coming too you know that whole cycle appreciate you dwight raleigh for Catching me after work. Jackson Gorm says, Gorm says, what do you think the chances for college game day against Texas A&M? Well, it's a shot. It got picked up by CBS, though. So there's a chance they could come to that. I mean, it's it's a top 20 matchup right now. And if Arkansas takes care of business, A&M takes care of business, I'm not even sure who they got next week. I haven't watched that Colorado game yet, but I'm going to watch it. But uh, there's a possibility for that. We'll see. It would be sweet. All right, everybody. I've gone way longer than I thought I would, almost an hour now. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Really appreciate the support with the Walk and Talk. And um, really just everybody showing up and doing what they're supposed to do for a game of this magnitude, whether um, you know, you're know you consuming content, you're watching from home, you're watching at the game, you're at the game. Everybody. It took everybody in that one, didn't it? And look what happened. Look what happened when we're together. And we've been divided We've been at each other's throats, been talking smack to each other, been negative. It rains every day, doesn't it? Look what happens when we're together. All right, everybody. Appreciate you, Danny West, for joining us. Let's take one last look at this before we go. But uh, I want to say thank you to everybody for joining us. Thank you for Danny West for his uh, input on recruiting. Appreciate your questions. Thanks for making everything so popular on Hog Sports. We, uh, we couldn't do it without you, all you guys. So we'll be back with you guys on Thursday for a little – primer between Arkansas and Georgia Southern. We'll definitely have more, and we'll talk more about that game and uh, the implications of it. And, uh, yeah, we'll be right back with it. So, thanks for joining us. we got practice later today, so tune in to Hog Sports for all of our practice coverage. It's been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time.